Welcome listeners to another installment of our Primary Health Network podcast series. Today I'm joined by Dr. Jennifer Moss, who is the Assistant Professor at the Department of Family and Community Medicine and the Department of Public Health Sciences at the Penn State University College of Medicine. Dr. Moss, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for uh, taking time. We uh, asked you to come by to share with us your experiences, your passion, your expertise, specifically as it relates to our organizations collaborating on a very important and I think very, very interesting and very important study on cancer screening in rural communities. So tell us a little bit about the background and objectives of this particular study and the partnership between the College of Medicine and Primary Health Network. Sure. So with this project, I've been working on rural cancer prevention for a number of years. And one thing that we see time and time again is that people living in rural communities tend to have a higher burden of cancer than people in more urban communities, uh, particularly for cancers such as lung cancer, cervical cancer, colorectal cancer, many of the cancers that we can screen for. So when we look at screening to test to see before people have symptoms, do they have something that might develop into cancer? So we have these great tools that can identify cancer early when it's more treatable and it's going to cause less side effects. And if we catch the cancer early, people are less likely to die from it. But we see, again, that in rural communities, people tend to get screened less often than they do in urban communities. So with this project, I'm trying to understand how we can overcome these problems in terms of lower rates of screening in rural communities. So for specifically cervical cancer and colorectal cancer, we have available to us two uh, screening tools to tests that people can can use at home by themselves and then they can send their sample to the clinic or to the lab. So with this project that um, we're getting started in the next month or two here, we'll be looking to work from our side on the College of Medicine with the primary health network clinics to identify women who are eligible for cervical and colorectal cancer screening. So we can provide them with these tools that they can use at home to see if this can help solve this problem of lower rates of screening. There are lots of challenges to getting screened, distance to see a provider, scheduling, taking time off of work. Many of these challenges can be addressed and overcome by these self-sampling tests that people do at home. So I'm really hopeful that we can grab a lot of a lot of people from the primary health network clinics, provide them with these tests and get them screened up to date with screening for cervical and colorectal cancer. That's wonderful. What benefit uh, will there be for the women who uh, volunteer and agree to participate in this study? Yeah, so one, a benefit, right, is, is being able to get screened for cancer. And ideally, then, if there is something problematic or troublesome that we see in that screening test, we can then get some identified for follow-up care and additional testing. 
another benefit is that going to improve the science and the state of healthcare for women in these communities, but also um, around the whole U.S. That's that's the the goal. And we're also going to provide um, a $50 reimbursement for participants uh, to thank them for their time for being a part of this study. So lots of benefits that we see for participating in this study. That's great. So uh, you, you've mentioned focusing on communities that uh, maybe are rural in their location where there may be uh, obstacles or barriers to getting into a tertiary facility, et cetera. So um, what counties or communities in particular are, are, are we focusing on? So um, the emphasis has been obviously on reaching out to women who are in rural communities where they may have barriers or obstacles to go to a tertiary center for their cancer screenings. So Primary Health Network is located in, in many of these same very communities. My understanding is that the project actually is going to initially begin in a couple of our rural sites, um, Titusville, Oil City communities um, that are designated as being rural communities. And we actually hope to learn a lot about how we can overcome some of those obstacles and barriers by participating in this study. Is that right? Yeah, so the five clinics that we're going to be focusing on uh, to start with are in Clarion, East Brady, Elwood City, Newcastle, and Titusville. And as, as you suggested, um, we'll start there, and the hope is that we can establish enough convincing evidence that we can then roll this out to more and more communities throughout Pennsylvania and throughout the country. That's fantastic. So um, I know that I've had patients often, you know, ask me in the past, if I agree, I volunteer to participate in the study, will the information about me be confidential? You know, others have access to my information, or can we reassure uh, individuals who participate in the study that uh, their information will be kept private? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have lots of safeguards in place to protect the data, um, the responses, the test results, from our participants. Um, we will share the test results from our lab with the providers at Primary Health Network, and we'll do some surveys with people over the phone. But once we've collected all of the data, we'll actually remove all of the identifiers. So everyone's information will be kept completely confidential. We'll never disseminate anyone's name or address or anything. Um, we will actually remove all of that information from our data set in order to add even more protections beyond what we already have to, to keep everyone's information private. And for those patients who graciously volunteer to participate in the study, will they be informed of what the results of the study in general were about? Absolutely. We will, uh, it's very important to me working with communities that to thank them for partnering with me. I couldn't do the work that I do if I didn't have so many volunteers agreeing to be part of my research. So to thank people um, in addition to, you know, the $50 and telling everyone the results of their tests, we will also make available study results. We'll, we will um, have something written up, posters, papers um, that we can share with the clinics and with all of our participants so they can know you, you all made this happen by agreeing to be part of this study. I, I've been able to uh, collect 
this evidence that's going to go out into the wider scientific and clinical communities and, and really make a difference. That's great. So, um, Dr. Moss, I, I so thoroughly have enjoyed um, the collaboration between yourself, a researcher, a clinical scientist at the, at the College of Medicine, and out here in the rural communities that Primary Health Network is very fortunate to serve. And, and um, I want to thank you for um, allowing Primary Health Network, our providers, our staff, our, and our patients to be part of these types of advances. This is how real transformational change occurs um, in medicine and healthcare. And uh, we recognize that this has been a challenging time for uh, all of us, particularly those of us who are in healthcare. And so I really want to thank you for um, this opportunity to collaborate. I think this is another example of how these types of partnerships uh, really benefit not only each of our organizations, but the communities collectively. So uh, thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I am so thrilled to work with Primary Health Network and to work with your patients. As you said, this is really the way we make change in healthcare especially now when people may not be able to get out to the provider because of coronavirus or, you know, they're dealing with family members with medical problems. Um, we really think that this self-sampling that you can do at home is really crucial for being able to make sure people can still get the care and the preventive services that they need even in a time when going to a clinic may not be possible or feasible, we can participate in this study completely from home. You don't have to come see me in Hershey. You don't have to go to uh, your clinics unless, you know, something should happen and you need follow-up care. We definitely encourage that. But to participate in this study, you don't have to even leave your home. So in this challenging time, I, I am very hopeful and excited about the opportunity to investigate these tools that can help get people the care that they need, even when they can't get to the, to the clinic. Well, that's just really wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you again for taking time to speak with us. So listeners, um, I appreciate your uh, participation in our discussion today. And uh, on behalf of all of us at Primary Health Network, thank you, Dr. Moss. Thank you. I look forward to working with you.